Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Racism is a very big issue in America. Many people may say or do something that offends other races. Why is racism still going on? We need to put an end to it. Tonight, join me, the crazy Italian-American AC, and cool cat Willie T, as we discuss this very issue coming up live right here on the American Variety Network after our introduction. So we'll see you live next to discuss racism. You are tuned in live to the American Variety Network here live on Blog Talk Radio. With a name like American Variety, you can expect a wide variety of topics. Now, let's get live here on the AV Network. Are you ready for a talk show that is brave enough to talk about anything and everything, even if it's controversial? Are you ready for a talk show where anything goes and we will say anything that we want? Well, then you're listening to the right talk show. You are tuned in to In Your Face Talk Show. With your host, the crazy Italian-American AC and cool cat Willie. You can expect to hear the unexpected. Laugh at what is said, or you may scream. Either case, sit back and enjoy the show. Let's get in your face with this great talk show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the very first episode of In Your Face Talk Show here on American Variety Network. I am your host, the crazy Italian-American, AC, and at this and time... I'm your host, Cool Cat Willie T. Awesome. 
And at this time, I'd like to introduce to you my great co-host you may have just heard. We've got uh, Cool Cat Willie T. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing great. I was looking forward to this show all day today. I know we had a great tribute. No callers, though, but uh, things will improve for us on the, on the tribute. But I'm ready now for some talk show. Yes, tonight on our very first episode of In Your Face Talk Show, we're going to have a controversial topic because today we're going to be talking about racism and we're going to talk about why we believe it to be a wrong uh, wrong sort of thing, I guess we can say. But racism is still very popular in 2015, believe it or not. So if you're listening live, please feel free to call in. The call-in number is 1-347-989-8142. And you can call in and share your thoughts on racism and let your voice and your opinion be heard on today's show. one 347 989-8142. So, Willie, are we ready to get started? Yeah, and uh, with all that being said, I just want to ask you a question, Alex. Uh, you know, according to you, what is racism uh, that you found out throughout your research and your personal involvement with it, maybe? Great question, William. Well, to me, racism is two things, and I'm going to give you the book definition and my personal definition. Now, my personal definition of racism is when somebody hates on another person, whether it be a white person, black person, Asian person, Irish person, Italian whatsoever, that is uh, racism. And a lot of people are racist nowadays. Not everybody's racist, but a majority of people are racist. Racism to me is like you feel superior to another person. And unfortunately, I have seen a lot of racism acts growing up as a kid. I've seen white people fighting black people, black people fighting white people, black people ganging up on Asians and sort of that stuff. I've seen all that stuff growing up in middle school and high school. And uh, one thing that I will mention for personal involvement with racism uh, that I really saw in high school was actually a fight because a white man, or actually a white kid then, went around saying the word, the N-word, but he said it with the A at the end of it. He didn't say it with the E-R at the end. And the blacks got offended and beat him up for it. But I never understood that because that's how the black people greet each other. They say the N with the A at the end of it. But when a white person said that, they attack him and beat him up. So I really don't understand that. But that is my personal involvement with it. Now, I'll give you the book definition of racism. Racism is the belief that all members of each race possess characteristics or abilities specific to that race, especially so as to distinguish it as inferior or superior to another race or races. Now, it, is, it also is a form of prejudice, discrimination, or antagonism directed against somebody of a different race based on the belief that one's own race is superior. Would you say that that definition is correct, William? Well, that's the, the definition that's in the dictionaries. And uh, sometimes racism uh, can be really subtle or it can be aggressive and intense. Uh, some of it is just jokingly saying jokes and things like this. 
but it's still based on allowing a thought of racism to be in your mind and heart. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, it is uh, it is out there, not as prevalent and for the same reasons as it was maybe years ago. Uh, now it's cooled down some, but uh, yeah, where do you want to go with this, Alex? Very good, sir. Now, I want to talk about racism being a big issue in America. It's been a huge issue for many years. Matter of fact, we're dating ourselves back to the 1700s and 1800s, and slavery was very popular. We all know the history of the Civil War. The northern states, the Confederate states, were defeated by the northern states, and that abolished slavery. We thought, but it took many more years to finally finish slavery. And that led to the American Civil Rights Movement, which actually created the e equality among all races. And that kind of slowed down racism for a little while. And actually, it did last a while. But in 2001... And after the 9-11 attacks, racism has picked up a lot. I've noticed people after the 9-11 attacks, they were hating on specific groups of Northeasterners, like the Muslims and stuff. So racism has always been a big issue in America. A lot of people say that racism went away during the American Civil Rights Movement, but I don't think so because there's always going to be racism no matter what year we're in. We just have to learn to ignore the racism and don't pay any attention to it. Now, nowadays, racism seems to be directed towards specific groups of people. Uh, it's directed towards almost anyone that's a different color. But we're going to talk about that tonight here on the show. So I want to ask you a question, Willie. Why is racism such a big issue, in your opinion, Cool Cat? Well, some people aren't going to like my response to that question, uh, Italian-American, but uh, uh, I'm going to say it like this. First of all, there really is no reason for racism today in our country. You see, races have won equality for the most part as far as educational uh, and uh, freedom of religion and even other rights that they may not have had years ago. Heck, even grocery stores today stock foods that cater to certain races and some of us know how races actually came about, and I have a belief system also on this. And to me, uh, race, racism uh, started in a time when God created the races by destroying the Tower of Babel. And how did he create races? Well, he's confused the languages when he tore down the Tower of Babel and which made each group of people uh, speak a different language, and they couldn't communicate anymore. So then these people went out and went their separate ways into different parts of the land masses or world at that time and adapted to climate, food, and adopted theories of the beginning of life and uh, entities to worship, uh, trying to determine what were higher powers, whether it be the sun, moon, stars, or God, uh, these people created traditions that held firm through time with them, which caused them to believe that their ways were the only true ways. Now, you can understand that. And at that time, the world 
uh, was different than it is today. Uh, the world that we live in today is a product of all this and more. For your information, Noah had three sons, Ham, Japheth, and Shem. Believe it or not, Ham was the dark one. And if you remember, if you read the Bible, he was the one that uh, looked upon his father's nudity and, and walked out. Uh, and he was uh, yelled at by his dad and by his brothers, maybe, and the whole family, because looking upon nakedness was not considered something that needed to be done back in that time. So between the three sons, there are an array of colors and which shaded according to where they lived. Of course, if you lived in a very sun-filled, hot area, you have to adapt to that, and you believe it or not, your darker races of man are located, if you noticed, in different areas of heat intensities in our world. And they look according to what their genes and chromosomes and everything put together, molecules and adaptation, all made them look like what they look like in a basic sense. Now, of course, there has always been arguments, and I believe racism began with arguments about tradition and ways of life between different coloration shades of people, which has gotten worse through time. Uh, and and uh, there would be no racism if people would just respect other people's right to exist as they deem fit as long as there is no war or murder. But, you know, war does exist and has since the beginning of time with Cain and Abel, uh, Cain and God, and with Jesus there is no racism. So my, my, my philosophy tells me that if you get on the Jesus train and learn to love with that agape love that God has, you will love your fellow man, fellow sister, and everybody will have a form of acceptable peace among ourselves. When man, uh, man has been man's worst own enemy. So we all are at fault about this, and we should all work to correct it. Uh, I hope everybody understood where I'm coming from with this, but uh, I'll talk a little bit more later about my, uh, my involvement with racism and uh, how it was for me. Okay, Alex? Sure, sounds great. Sounds like a good opportunity to listen to you talk about that kind of stuff. So, uh, Alex, uh, can you tell us how long, from your perspective, that racism has been around? Sure. I did a lot of research on this very topic, and I want to tell you guys what I found in my research. Now, quote-unquote, racism is said is as old as human society itself. Now, as long as human beings have been around, the argument goes they have always hated or feared people of a different nation or skin color. In other words... Or language. Or language. Yes, true too. Racism is just a part of human nature. But socialists have a real challenge on their hands because... How is racism a part of human nature? But fortunately, racism is not a part of human nature. The best evidence for this assertion is the fact that racism has not always existed, which is a good thing. 
Now, believe it or not, racism is a particular form of oppression. It stems from discrimination against a group of people based on the idea that some inherited characteristics, such as skin color, makes them inferior to their oppressors. Yet the concepts of race and racism are modern inventions. They arose and became part of the dominant ideology of society in the context of the American slave trade at the dawn of capitalism in the 1500s and 1600s. That was a while ago. Now, we all know that slaves were denied any rights throughout the colonies in the Caribbean to North America. Laws were passed establishing a variety of common practices. Slaves were forbidden to carry weapons. They could marry only with the owner's permission, and their families could be broken up at any time. And they were also forbidden to own any sort of property. Masters allowed slaves to cultivate vegetables and chicken so the master wouldn't have to attend to their food needs, but they were forbidden even to sell for profit the products of their own gardens. Now, believe it or not, some colonies encouraged religious instruction among slaves, but all of them made clear that a slave's conversion to Christianity did not change their status as slaves. Now, we all know that black slaves worked on plantations in small numbers throughout the 1600s to the late 1800s. Now, within a few decades, the ideology of white supremacy was fully developed. Now, hear this out, folks. Some of the greatest minds of the day, such as Scottish philosopher David Hume and Thomas Jefferson, the man who once wrote the Declaration of Independence, wrote treaties alleging black inferiority. The, the, the ideology of white supremacy based on the national inferiority of blacks, even allegations that blacks were subhuman, transcends throughout the 18th century. Now, this was the way that the leading intellectual figures of the time reconciled the ideas of the 1776 American Revolution with slavery. So, of course, based on my research that I just read to you, I read that word for word, so I apologize for anything that I mispronounced. But based on my research, racism started with slavery, and then it got worse after the Civil War. And it, was, it should have been a lot... Uh, less worse. It should have been much better after the Civil War because slavery was supposed to be abolished after the Civil War, and abolished means taking away, but we know that the South continued to fight. But slavery really decreased after the Civil Rights Movement in the 1960s, and it lasted for a while. And then over the last few years, it has become more popular again. And I mentioned 9-11, where a lot of Americans were hating on the Nor'easterns, or the Northeastern residents, because they thought that they had planned 9-11. Uh, and that really started a lot of racism. And now, a couple years from 2013 to 2015, white and black racism is back now because of cop shootings and white people shooting black citizens. And we'll uh, talk about that on the show a little later on in the show. So, Willie... What was racism like for you growing up? 
Well, I want to comment a little bit on your statement and, and your research. You know, uh, a lot of uh, slave owners uh, didn't treat their slaves the way it was read in your research. Some of them were actually treated quite well because uh, the masters knew that if you treat your slaves well, more than ever, they'll want to work for you. Because uh, even in that statement about subhuman, uh, people were thinking they were subhuman, but the truth of the matter is they were superhuman because they could actually do the work. They had brawn. They had back muscle. Uh, they they were created to be able to endure what God already knew they were going to endure, which was slavery. See, God knows all things. But you see, it was a test for all mankind to realize that God created all these races for us to work together in harmony so that we can all perform our part in being the body of Jesus Christ and of God and to be a godly world. But see, it only worked that way in the Garden of Eden. There was no racism back then. Uh, but as soon as God confused the languages and tore down the Tower of Babel, racism began because of fear. It's all based on fear. He's speaking a language I don't understand, so he's, he's saying something about me, and I don't like that. And then you take that thought further, and you fight the guy. And he never even thought bad of you in the first place. He was probably asking you where he could get a glass of water. So that's why we got uh, Rosetta Stone today. Maybe that can help relieve some of the racism. But now you ask me, what about racism and what was it like for me when I was growing up? Well, to be honest with you, Alex, I never uh, went through any racism. I, I went through uh, fights and problems with my own color. Uh, thinking that each uh, person as in my childhood was better than me uh, for some reason. I had a speech impediment, uh, which I started quite a bit, and people knowing that I was different was afraid of me in fear to be my friend because of fear of what their other friends would think if they were friends with me. And, uh, you know, that, that, that's the mind, the feelings and the mind thoughts that we work with in our mind is what creates racism. But I personally never dealt with it because I come from New Hampshire, where I lived until I was 17. And there's no racism up there because we're all white up there. It was a, a union state. And there was very little different uh, races, only the ones that came over from Europe that had already adapted by the time I was born, such as the Polish and the Greek and the other languages from Europe. And then I moved to Florida uh, in the military where we had blacks and whites. And when, and I will be honest, I was a medic, and when blacks actually applied themselves, they were very good soldiers. And, uh, and there was a little racism in the military uh, when I was in the military, but that was only because there were some people from the South and some people from the North, and there was a thought process going on in the minds of these people that some had problems with each other just because of a, a stare or a, 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 an unintended slur. Uh, which wasn't meant to be a slur. It was meant to be a jokeful slur and get misunderstood. There was a few fights between blacks and whites, but we also had Mexicans and Indians and everything else in there. And uh, there was a little bit of a problem with racism. But then I moved to Florida, 
in Florida, as you know, people is a uh, more of a rich man's place to live to, to retire. And I was there servicing the rich and didn't deal with too much racism because by then I was not a racist. I'm not a racist. So I never looked at it with a racist thought process. And I had a lot of black friends that I used to work with and cook, eat their food and go cook with them and show them how I cooked. And they showed me how they cooked. We shared each other foods and good times. Now, there is a difference between blacks and whites as far as traditional uh, uh, way of speaking and referring to certain things uh, and living certain traditions, just like I mentioned earlier in the way it was way back then. But yes, Alex, I never really endured racism. And like I said, I don't believe there's a reason for it, but it's there. What do we do about it? That's good that you never personally uh, had racism. Me either. It was never directed towards me. But like I said earlier in the show, growing up in middle school and high school, I've seen a lot of racism. Now, I actually live in Springfield, Massachusetts, which is kind of like uh, a mixed city because we have a lot of minorities here. And then we also have a mixed variety of uh, white and black people. But when I was in middle school, a lot of the people were getting up on the minorities, and I think the minorities up here were usually Asians and um, a few Muslims. And when I was in high school growing up, I would see a lot of the kids bullying them and making fun of them, calling them racial slurs. And, of course, I just minded my own business because I didn't want to get involved in any of that stuff. But like I said earlier in the show, I know that one particular racist uh, racist activity that I remember very well is in high school, I think it was in either the ninth or the 10th grade, uh, a white student was having lunch with his friends and he actually said the N-word, but he didn't say it in the insulting way. He said it with the A at the end instead of the E-R at the end. And apparently a group of um, black boys had heard him say that and they actually attacked him. They jumped jumped at him and started punching him and kicking him. And he actually had to go to the hospital that day over that one word that they usually refer to themselves as. Uh, so I really really never understood that. But I guess they probably thought he said it with the, the ER. At the end. I don't know. I, I really wasn't there. I was at the other well, I side can, of the building. Uh, I can, I, I can uh, share that with you, uh, your sentiments about saying you don't understand why they can call themselves niggers or nigger, uh, but not a white person call them that, I'll explain that to you in my way. Okay. I can call my mother a bitch, but you can't call my mother a bitch. I might hate my mother. I might not love her, but she's my mother, and I have a right to call her a bitch, but you don't. If you do, I'm going to kick your fucking ass. And that's the way I look at it. Now, if I'm black and I'm dealing with a black person, we could call each other niggas because we look at that as power. The black people look at that as power, I'm saying. Uh, and if a white person says it, it's automatically taken as something you cannot say about us. Whether you mean it in a nice way or a bad way, it's not. It's out of your world. You don't use that word. It's know what I'm saying? 
that's why it's so powerful in a black person's world that a white person or any other race call them a nigger. Because of what the word nigger means. You know, there are some white niggers out there, too. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, I agree with you on that. A nigger is a worthless person. And the blacks today are not worthless. They never were worthless. They were always very valuable to the white man. We exploited them. The white man is fucked up. That's what it is. And I have to be a white man. And I have to realize what my man did. We destroyed the Indians. We, we came over here under the disguise of being Christians. And then we start taking things away from the rest of the country instead of sharing like we did at Thanksgiving. But you see, man has always destroyed man, and man destroys man forever. The only intervening power that we have for that to stop is God and Jesus Christ. That's the only answer, and I'm sorry. That's the way I believe, and that's what works for me. Thank you, uh, Cool Cat OET, for stepping in and giving that great evaluation, and I think that is exactly what it is. So that's my personal observations and possible contact with racism. I'm pretty sure a lot of you, the listeners, have had some sort of racism stories you want to share. You guys know the drill. The call number is 1-347-989-8142. Call in using your landline or your cell phone. And you can share your stories with us or your opinions on racism here on the show. So is there anything else you'd like to add to that or you'd like to move on to the next topic? Well, I'm thinking. I don't know if I want to ask this question or not, but uh, I'll ask you this. What are some of the current events Alex, that have really sparked racism issues for you to understand and think over and that's happened in your life in the past few years. Yes, I actually have quite a few that I'm going to talk about, and this is probably going to piss off a lot of people. So if it does upset you, you're more than welcome to call in and share your exact thoughts with us. But the first thing I'd like to talk about took place in 2013, February of 2013, I believe. And it's that famous case of George Zimmerman and uh, Trayvon Martin, a very heartbreaking case for many of the American citizens because they actually felt that racism was going to be reborn as George Zimmerman killed an innocent youngster and um, shot and injured him for no reason at all. So my personal take on this personal matter is that George Zimmerman had no right to troll. Wait, let me let me start off in a better way so that you guys can understand it because I don't want to ramble on too much. So we all know the story of this case, and I'm going to explain it in a much better way for you. Now, George Zimmerman had called and reported Trayvon Martin for being a suspicious person and... Um, so George Zimmerman had called and reported Trayvon Martin for being a suspicious person, which he thought had broken in and entered to the, the vicinity or the area. And then the police told him to back away and leave Trayvon Martin 
alone, but he did not listen to the police officers. He continued to pursue Trayvon Martin. And like any normal teenager would do, Trayvon Martin reacted by telling him to leave him alone. And then George Zimmerman got out of the car and followed Trayvon Martin, which led to a confrontation in which Trayvon Martin and George Zimmerman fought each other until George Zimmerman pulled out a gun and shot and killed Trayvon Martin. And I actually yeah, have to he do was losing the fight, Alex, because he was losing the fight. And, uh, you know, you got to defend yourself. Yeah, that's true. But actually, I go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, but I, go ahead. You get you ready to say it. Go ahead. I was gonna say, but actually, I tend to agree with the uh, media that he should never have shot and killed him. He shouldn't even got out of his car to go after him. He would have avoided being arrested and any of this stuff if he did not get out of his car and go after him. But oh. a lot of people felt that this was a racism attack on a black person because they automatically assumed that this black person was a thug and that he was going to steal something. But in my personal opinion, Trayvon Martin was innocent here. He was doing nothing wrong. He had just left the gas station with his Skittles and his Arizona tea, and he was shot and killed by some judgmental person. So uh, what is your opinion on that matter? What was George Zimmerman, uh, Alex? Just a person, or was he doing a job like like, uh, uh, a neighborhood watch or something like that. He was doing a neighborhood watch, I think he was. Right, that's the point uh, I was I, trying to make. He actually thought that he was doing the right thing, okay? But, see, Trayvon actually was fighting and winning the fight. And rather than George Zimmerman saying, okay, I give up, do you think that Trayvon Martin would have continued and killed George Zimmerman, or would they have split up and... Trayvon leaving? I don't know. That's a tough one. I think, I don't know. It's tough to say, but I don't think it would have escalated to someone being killed. Maybe the, the fight would have continued until the police arrived, but you never know, though. It yeah, should have never escalated. There's two thoughts to that school, uh, Alex. Uh, the defense of George Zimmerman and the defense of Trayvon Martin. Now, uh, I can see points in both. I believe Trayvon was kicking the ass out of George Zimmerman and George got scared and just shot him. Whereas if George would have just stopped fighting and said, I'm sorry, man, you're right. Maybe just maybe everything would have been cool, but you still have people that's going to egg on the thoughts of, well, I know uh, Trayvon was kicking his ass. And that's why George shot him. But was it right? Uh, the courts, have they decided anything, Alex, on this? Yeah, I, de I definitely uh, definitely agree with you on that, and it's a, it's a shame it had to happen, but that was the first event. I had a hard time remembering the exact details of that, so you have to forgive me for uh, having a few seconds of dead air there. <laughs> okay, now we're going to go, you're going to go on to another story that I'm pretty interested in too. Go ahead. Yes, yeah, we're going on to another story that is kind of controversial. We never know if it's about racism or not. But this happened in 2014 and 2015, and this was white cop shooting and killing black citizens, most notably Michael Brown, Freddie Gray, and others. And I'm kind of torn about this. I really don't know 
what to think. But what I do know, what everyone knows, is that this has sparked outcry and outrage throughout the country from 2014 to 2015. And I honestly don't know if this is racism or not. But what I do know is cops do have the right to shoot and kill if they feel they are being threatened or if they feel that the person being arrested is resisting and is going to harm the police officer. I don't know if people are taking it as racism because there was a white cop shooting a black cop because I don't know if the roles had been reversed, if it would be this big or if it would be in media. But well, that is just uh, my personal opinion. Let's let's talk about this one a little bit, Alex, okay, if you don't mind? Sure, go ahead. Okay, you got to understand, white cops are shooting black citizens for whatever reason. It's obvious that it's a white and black issue. Uh, but there's also white cops shooting white kids, all right? And there's also black cops shooting white kids and black cops, cops shooting black kids. For whatever reasons, those deaths happen. But in this particular case, in, in these particular people which caused the outcry and outrage, there's specific points in there that were involved in creating the outcry. One was a motivator, a person that started the motivation to create the outcry and the outrage. Uh, and then you got some celebrities involved. Now, you know, uh, blacks have always gotten a bad way in, in, from people. They have traditions and mannerisms that the white man just don't understand. And I'm going to tell you something about white cops today. They're legal killers, and all cops actually are legal killers. They have to carry a badge. And they're, they've been treated so bad and shot many times and killed from different people in situations, roadside stops that should never have happened, and they're becoming paranoid. And they're not thinking clearly like they used to. They're thinking survival for very little money to be doing that uh, that type of stressful job. But without cops, we the best rest of us would not have no support. But I'll tell you what, I'm 63, and I was speeding one day, and I had a cop follow me without turning on his lights and sirens. So I almost got to my house. Then he asked me, didn't you see me? Well, if I would have seen siren or lights, I would have stopped. But he was just on my ass like a lot of cars are on my ass. So he was following me and saying, well, then when he found out I was 63, an old man, he said, oh, uh, I'm sorry, I just, whatever. Now, for whatever reason that happened, I don't know. But there's a lot more uh, two cops today than there were when I was a kid. Cops when I was a kid would walk a beat. And they were friendly. They're like some of the movies you've seen. They really were nice, friendly, and would put their life on the line to any citizen, white, black, purple, pink, or brown, okay? And, uh, but cops today are paranoid. They're trained to be killers, and some of them want to exercise their training. And you will hear more news in certain instances in areas of the country that have a better news coverage, uh, there's not any more today than there was then. It was happening back then as well as today. There's just not as much news coverage, which news coverage can cause outcries and outrages. So that's my point of view on that one. Why? We know a little bit about why. And we know the mannerisms of some black people. Some mannerisms of black people are pretty crude. 
and uh, more and more out of the black race, more and more becoming uh, better educated and happier and peaceful and being involved in politics and things like this. They're getting more and more equal rights every day. So I think that attitude really has no place in America today. You know, uh, I, I, I have nothing against black people except their own minds, just like me. My own mind is what makes me good or bad. And uh, I can think about it and do something about it. And I think whites, blacks, Eskimos, Iranians, and even Muslims can change their hearts. Yes, I definitely agree with you. And you're 100% correct that back in the older days, even my generation in the older days, the cops were a lot more friendlier and nicer because we don't have to worry about people getting shot and killed. But now things have changed, and I agree 100% with you. It's tragic that white cops and all cops in general have to resort to shooting people now. And uh, yeah, that was I a great view. Now, now, tell us about that former NBA basketball team there. Oh, yeah, that one really pisses me off. So let's go ahead and uh, talk about that. Now, I know this is going to piss off a lot of listeners out there, too. So if you guys want, you can call in and talk about this. But former NBA basketball team, Los Angeles Clippers owner, Mr. Donald Sterling, he made his racial remarks public. Now, I don't know what exactly he said because I never listened to it. But if you make your racial remarks public, you're actually making yourself out to be a racist. You want people to know that you were a racist person. And in April 2014, the NBA did the right thing by suspending and banning Starling from the NBA for life. And he was fined $2.5 million by the league after private recordings of him making racist comments were made public. First of all, well, I don't yeah. understand. Yeah. yeah. First of all, yeah. Well, oh, go, ahead, know, go ahead. Yeah, you know, uh, as far as something like that's concerned, uh, we all know that the black race has some of the best all-time basketball players. And they can beat a white person to basketball any day. I swear they can, as an overall consideration. And the whites don't like it. Even the coaches that are white don't like it. They want their white uh, counterparts to shine. But every once in a while, you have somebody like Donald Sterling that just slips up and shows just the truth about himself that he is racial and a racist. And the fine that he got was not enough. I believe respecting. Do you know that, that Cotton Gin was created by Eli Whitney, a black man? And it was not said that he was black for many, many years in white history, making us all think that a white man created the Cotton Gin to make it easier for the blacks. No. It was a black guy, Eli Whitney, that created the Cotton Gin to make it easier for his people and for his master. Uh, there's a lot of black history and lots of black feelings that don't ever get any publicity and any credit. And I can understand some of the attitudes, but my God, all the attitudes that blacks have today is not warranted. Come on, people. We're all living in, why can't we all just get along, man? I 
I know things like this happen, but don't let that create an attitude that goes on for months or years. Get over it quick. Do it the way Jesus would do it. Forgive quickly. Now, recently, you know, something happened to Hulk Hogan, Alice. What about that? The, the popular WWE superstar is no longer allowed back in the WWE company because Hulk Hogan has been fired from the WWE and removed from everything WWE-related for making racist remarks. Now, apparently, the remarks that Hogan made were at least five or six years old, but the WWE decided that it was still uh, wrong for Hogan to say those things, and he was fired for saying the things that he said, and they have to uh, commend WWE for removing Hulk Hogan from the wrestling. Do you think it was right for the WWE to get rid of him as part of their history? Yes, it was. It was all part of the act. Don't you know that everything they do on WWE is entertainment? No matter what it is, Alex, the firing of Hulk Hogan was a mutual agreement to try to make people realize that racism is not good. Even though he made these remarks five or six years ago, it didn't do what it was supposed to do back then, but they know that it will do what it's meant to do now. And now Hulk Hogan has finally been able to come through and do what he wanted to do five or six years ago. Alex, you've got to look at these people as actors. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Donald Sterling and Hulk Hogan are definitely actors. And now they're going to suffer. What kind of matches? What kind of matches is Hulk Hogan going to have in the future? What kind of matches is WWE going to have in the future because of this? Think about the money involved here. Ah. I know they can make a lot of money now putting a uh, a white guy versus a black guy, and they can make a huge feud out of it and make a lot of money off of it. You had a good point there, William. Yeah, of course. I know what's going on with the money world. Yeah, it seems to be true in America now. Everyone's about the money, 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 money. Yeah, in one way or another. Anyways, uh, do you want to do a commercial break? Come back, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, some of my thoughts on these recent events. Sure, let's go ahead and take a quick commercial break. And we're going to hear a word from our supporters and our one sponsor, School of Fish, Inc. And then we're also going to play a couple of songs for a beautiful rapper that I met on uh, Twitter. He has some great songs. And his name is Humble Mo. And I told you guys on yesterday's show that every episode of American Variety Network, I would support an American rapper and play two of his songs. So we're going to do that during this commercial break. But first, I'll play our commercials, and then I'll introduce you guys to the songs. Are you a serious tropical fish keeper? Do you currently keep discus cichlids? Or are you looking to keep discus cichlids and need to find some quality discus? Why not come to Discus Hans? Discus Hans proudly supplies plenty of American discus hobbyists with quality Stenker discus. The Stenker discus provide fish hobbyists the opportunity to raise show quality discus because Stenker discus can adapt to tap water and even breed in tap water. Discus Hans has helped serve many discus fish lovers with his quality Stenker discus and you can experience the beauty of Stenker discus from Discus Hans. Discus Hans will ship quality discus cichlids right to your door. Check out Discus Hans at www.discushansusa.com. 
And to place your order for your very own Stenker Discus, check out DiscusFishStore.com. Hey guys, this is Donovan. I'd like to tell you a little bit about my show, Here for the Fish. I talk about how to become a fish keeper until now, talk everyday fish keeping, and about my favorite fish, African fishing. So go check out my YouTube channel, Here for the Fins, all together, lowercase, and check out my Facebook, Here for the Fins. School of Fish, Inc. offers everything an aquarium hobbyist in western Massachusetts needs. We offer the best alive stock from freshwater to saltwater and everything in between. We also have the best corals and live rock. School of Fish, Inc. carries the best brands of fish food, medications, and equipment such as Hikari, Tetra, Marineland, API, and much more. Stop by and check us out today. School of Fish, Inc. located at 1865 Page Boulevard, Springfield, Massachusetts. And we can be reached at 413-543-1994. We're open Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Close Tuesdays. Check out School of Fish, Inc. That's School of Fish, I-N-C, on Facebook for exclusive deals, specials, and see what's new. Are you ready for an awesome small milestone celebration? It is. Alex Gordon Lee has grown on Blog Talk Radio over the last two years. From the popular fish-keeping show Aquatic Wetline, Ace Network, to now, the American Variety Network. We have done many shows. But. Live this Saturday, August 8th, at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. American Variety Network proudly celebrates their 200th episode. The crazy Italian-American Alex C. and Cool Cat Willie T. will provide you with two hours of fun celebration. There will be special guests. And some awesome topics. Oh, yes. Listeners are encouraged to drink booze as this is a bring-your-own-booze celebration. Join us live Saturday, August 8th at 8 p.m. For our 200th episode, live at www.blogtalkradio.com slash American Network. Okay, so the very first song we're going to hear from the rapper Humble Mole is called Can I Live? And uh, I know this is a very good song because I just listened to it like, 20 minutes before the show. It's about 2 minutes and 31 seconds long. So let's go ahead and hear Can I Live by Humble Mo. Yeah. 
Should I load up the clip? I blow off the top. Having suicidal thoughts, cause it's only at the top. She a beast on that pole, girl. Make the pussy pop. No, I don't wanna talk, girl. Give me that top. Mama writing tears, I don't wanna see you cry. Should I jump off the clip? I really wanna die. Just spread my wings like an eagle and fly. Reminiscing about the good time back in 95. Music my life, I don't wanna 9 to 5. If a nigga won't go, he can catch the 4 5. Control of the will, but a nigga can't drive. Bitch, I'm the greatest when we realize. When I'm in church, I never played them ties. Look him in his eyes, see the envy in his eyes. You can catch a shell case in the middle of your eyes. Keep on locked in the cell like downtown fly. No love for my father, I ain't telling no lies. When you make it to the top, they wanna slice to the pie. Rockin' with my niggas till we crash this ride. I'm ready for war, cause I'ma get it outside. Like a piece of my soul when my best friend died. Crooked smile on my face, but it's pain inside. Yeah, it's pain inside. Crooked smile on my face, but it's pain inside. This life is a dream. I'ma live in the meantime, in between times, and I'm hustling, smoking and cussing and writing these rhymes. Me and my niggas remember the times the grind was hard work in the graveyard, three deep in the truck, not giving a fuck. Map got the weed tucked in the socks, so we ducking the cops, getting high on the clock, like in search of a spot to chop it up. From the blessings that they heard about But they ain't worried about Cause they ain't manifested on they side When they cry, part of me dies Looking forward to the day that we moving up to the east side Going up to the peace side to the pain Cause the rain gon' stop, we gon' swing in the drop Hoes gon' bop, we gon' stop at the light Make a right in our new hood But we said that we would smoke a blunt on the curb And the bird with the lamb in the yard Dodge Rambo and ham on them boys Throw a party like kid and them boys Bad bitch at the crib, probably have a couple kids God damn it, can I live? Okay, the last uh, humble old song we're going to hear for today's show is called Damn Boy. And this is one that's new to me because I've never, ever heard this song. So me and you, the listeners, are going to hear this for the very first time. So here we go. Damn boy. 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 When I pull up and hop out the Porsche, they be like, and when I fall through the club, boy, I look like a chick. Tupac died, boy, pass me the torch All eyes on me When I pull up in the Porsche The greatest in this game, girl, ride on this horse Gucci shoes on my feet, kicking flavor like karate My flow on fire And it's hotter than wasabi This humble God life looking like Illuminati Did you sell your soul, I won't tell nobody Houston is my city, I'm a hero White girl trying to break me through the peephole We be chilling courtside with the mink coast Now she trucking on the floor for them zeros Got me balling in the club like I'm D-Rose Now I'm shooting at the maybe from the free throw When I pull up and hop out the Porsche They be like And when I fall through the club, boy, I look like a chick For the God when I come through I go nuts on these beats like some cashews I be pooping on these rappers like a bathroom You really lame, should've stayed in the classroom Humble mode, you a fool 
Yeah, a lyrical killer, heart thinner since bird boy. Tell me who thriller when I walk in the building, got him jumping out the bleachers. I murder every track. Hell yeah, I'm a creature. And if you scared, go to church. Cause nigga, you a preacher. Michael Jordan in his prime, pay attention to the teacher. I love all my haters cause they all sneak dissing. Man, his blood, sweat, and tears all in my composition. Music running in my veins, I don't see no competition. When I pull up and hop out the Porsche, they be like, God, they be like, And when I fall through the club, boy, I look like a chick. Ballin' NBA jam. Crossover dunk slam. Kick your flavor going ham. Goddamn, goddamn. Are you ready for a talk show that is brave enough to talk about anything and everything, even if it's controversial? Are you ready for a talk show where anything goes and we will say anything that we want? Well, then you're listening to The Right Talk Show. You are tuned in to In Your Face Talk Show. With your host, the crazy Italian-American AC and cool cat Willie. You can expect to hear the unexpected. Laugh at what is said, or you may scream. Either case, sit back and enjoy the show. Let's get in your face with this great talk show. Welcome back to the first episode of In Your Face Talk Show. And tonight, Cool Cat Willie T and I are discussing the very controversial topic of racism. And we had an awesome discussion before commercial break. And before we get back to our discussion, I'd like to remind all of our, our live listeners out there, if you have a phone and you'd like to add your thoughts to the show, please go ahead and call in at 1-347-989-8142. So I know before commercial break, I know you wanted to talk about your uh, thoughts on the recent racism actions or issues, William. So I'm going to let you take over right now. Well, you know, actually, uh, Alex, uh, I think I actually said my feelings about those recent events back a while ago. But what I'd like to talk about right now for a little bit is those two rap songs you just played. Now, I'm going to tell you something. The very first rapper was black. Now, they claimed that for a long time until the white man said, I could do better. And then you had a little problem with white men trying to rap and learning. And believe it or not, a lot of these white men collaborated with the black people in order to learn how to rap in the first place. <coughs> Excuse me. That choked me up. <laughs> I had a frog in my throat. That's for a fish show. Okay, we'll wait for a fish show for that frog. <laughs> but anyways, uh, racism. It, it starts small or it starts big. Groups. Groups. You've got groups of people. You've got races, which is groups of people. And then you've got communities of people, groups. They're, again, groups that think a thought. And they say, yes, I believe in that. And they find all the people in their area that believe in that, and they become a group. And then they create thought processes from those uh, traditional uh, outlooks on what they thought of. And... Really, they separate themselves and the rest of the world into a group. 
And you got all these different kind of groups. Another kind of a group is called a gang, because that word always seems to be used for the bad type of groups of people. And you got black gangs, you got white gangs, you even got gangs where they got white and black together. It's called a brotherhood. And you got all kinds of groups of people within races. Now, if you would melt all this away one by one, even individual people are racist against themselves sometimes. They'll say, man, I wish I was black. I'd be a basketball player. I'd make lots of money. I would be respected. Did you know there was a lot of slaves that were respected by their masters and was giving, was also given property for their families, even though the rules were not to give them property? There's all kinds of things that are not mentioned either around the idea of racism. All you hear about today is the good stuff. You know, there's also good form of race interactions among people. You've got groups like Habitat, uh, which build homes for people that have mixed races doing the job and the work, but they're all based on a Christian attitude. There we go again. The world is lost, and racism is because of a lost world. And the ones that are found individually from time to time out of that world become non-racist and accept different colors and creeds and things like this and nations. Now, everyone has tradition that they learn among their groups. And some of them have, you know, I like Chinese food. Now, if it wasn't for the Chinese, I wouldn't be eating that food. So I'm not racist against that. Uh, I'm not racist against this or that or this or that. But I'm, I'm sort of racist against people that are racist, no matter what color you are. See, I, I believe me being a Christian is a race. It's a race of men called Christians. And therefore, all the other races out there, and in, in amongst those people, there's a big group called non-believers. And they're against Christians. Christians aren't against non-believers. We love them. We just don't like some of the things they do, but we're pacifists. We don't mention it. But mainly amongst ourselves, and each one of us have lobbyists and representatives that go and tell other people what we think, like on the subject of homosexuality. Christians don't believe in it because of what the Bible said. But we love the homosexuals. We just wish they wouldn't partake in sexual activities. You see, we're not racist of any kind. But we do defend Christianity because we know that it makes us feel better, think better, act better, and do better. And it can work for you. So that's just my whole nutshell to end this show on my point of views. Very good, William. So uh, what do you think needs to happen to finally end racism? Jesus has to engulf the whole world. And it will one day, but maybe not in this present world. I just hope everybody gets on the train before it's over with. Because there, there's a certain belief system that Jesus died for all. Isn't that what the Bible says, folks? Come on. He died for all. So there are also a sect of Christians out there called universalists. They believe that everyone will be saved eventually because everyone will be on their knees acknowledging that Jesus Christ is Lord. And once you do that, I believe you'll be ushered into the kingdom. And uh, no matter when that happens, uh, 
I think God is ever loving and and he'll give you every opportunity in and without the world. So that's my take. That's a wrap for me. Sounds great. So do you have questions for me? Uh, do I have a question for you? Well, what are your thoughts on these recent acts of uh, racism? Well, I, I definitely think that they are very shocking. But like I said, the world we live in right now is not pretty, not pretty good. But like I said, you take everything with a grain of salt. There's going to be good and bad, and everybody is going to be good and bad in white people, good and bad in black people, good and bad in Asian people. But I'm not racist. I love everybody the same as I love white people. Everybody is a uh, person. So these recent acts of racism are really bad, and these people that are racist, I would say to them that you need to in the mirror, look at yourself, stop hating other people, because maybe if you're hating other people, there is something going wrong with you. I really don't understand why people are racist nowadays. It really makes sense, because I have some black friends that are outstanding people, and I really am under the uh, saying there's good and bad in everything. I have black friends, I have Asian friends, I have... Um, fish friends, dog friends. So I love pretty much everybody. As long as you live and breathe and you're nice to me, I'm going to be nice to you. What's your take well, on that, well, William? If they're nice to you, if they're nice to you. I'm nice to people if they're not nice to people, to me. But uh, th I got to admit, after all the whole show I just did with you, I got to say I, I am a little racist. I forgot about that. Uh, I don't like Italians. <laughs> oh, you don't like us wops, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just picking on you, Alex. Somebody had to tonight, and you didn't get no callers, no hecklers, no nothing. So I had to do it for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Italians are awesome. That's <laughs> <laughs> just well, with a mafia like With a name like Italian Stallion. What can you say when he came from nothing to something in the champion, Rocky Balboa? Yeah, that's true. I'm sure you'll agree with me that Italians have the best food in the world. Uh, I don't think so. Too much pasta. I, I tried that for a year, and I gained up to 226 pounds. I tried Chinese food, and I dropped down to uh, 185. You oh, ever yeah. Do you ever see a fat Chinese guy? No, you don't. They're either for that because they don't have dessert up there in China. They're, they're smart. See, I'm racist towards their food, actually, not the people. I, I just wish I knew how to cook some, and they won't give us any of their secrets, except the the, uh, the monosodium glutamate, which does make food taste good until you catch cancer. <laughs> Well, I think this was a, a pretty good show. I'm actually glad I had you here to verify. You did a great job tonight, sir. Well, thank you. Yeah, this was actually a kind of uncomfortable topic because I didn't want to say some things that would uh, offend people. So you did, you did very good, and I did kind of well. You did kind of well. You did really well. Uh, you, you told the truth about what the definition of racism is in your research. And I also gave what I would believe would be a cure for it. And I believe it's a surefire cure. Believe it or not. Awesome. So I hope you guys enjoyed this show. 
And before we wrap up the show, we've got a couple of announcements that we like to make. So uh, next week's In Your Face uh, talk show, I figure we're going to do a show that's a little bit more comfortable for everybody. And I think everyone that listens to the show is going to enjoy it because both me and William do this each and every month. So next week's topic is going to be how to live on a budget and save money. It's going to be sometime next Tuesday. And check out my Facebook for information on time. I'll post links and advertisements for this show. I'll also schedule it by Saturday, hopefully. And uh, it'll be a great show. So what's your thoughts on next week's topic, how to live on a budget and save money? Okay, that sounds pretty good. Uh, uh, I have my own budget, which is spend every damn cent available to me. Uh, but uh, we'll talk about how we can change that attitude and uh, how we can actually get about what we can actually live within our means and be more comfortable. Uh, but uh, my one of my announcements is I had, well, I had my tribute uh, today at 5 p.m. I'm going to change it to the first available opening on a Saturday at 8 p.m. Um, we're going to, me and Alice are going to get together and decide when the first return for music, for rock band tributes will be on a Saturday at 8 p.m. But uh, tomorrow night I have a saltwater show with Russell Sake, Insane or Russell, talking about uh, his endeavors and what he does with saltwater. And, uh, and then I got a few shows coming up uh, my aquatic euphoria show. I got, I even got a civil war reenactment guest that's going to talk about civil war reenactments. And uh, I got my woman show, a woman's power hour. Uh, it's going to be changing to Thursdays at 6:30 p.m. instead of Monday mornings at 8 p.m. Eastern standard time. And, uh, Alex and I is going to be doing Two to Fat talk shows on my network. And uh, Alex is going to be doing my music tributes on my network. I'm going to be doing fish trials with him on his network and in-your-face talk shows. So stay tuned for all these shows. Give us all a listen. And let us know as we go along what you'd like to, us, for the, us to do to reshape our network into something you'd want to be a part of. Sounds great, and I've got some awesome announcements as well. My first announcement that tomorrow, Wednesday, August 5th, is my much-needed day off. So tomorrow you guys can enjoy yourself. I'm going to have a little nice day off tomorrow. But Thursday, August 6th, 2015, at 5 p.m. Eastern, we're going to debut our fish show that Cool Cat Wooly T and myself, the crazy Italian-American fish keeper, are going to host, and the name of that show is Fish Trials. And this Thursday, August 6th at 5 p.m. Eastern, we're going to talk about the common and popular South American cichlid, the Festivum cichlid. Festus, so that's going to be a Festus, great Festus, yes, Festus, the Festivum, yes. It's going to be a great, great fish. And then I'm off on Friday for my second day off. But Saturday, August 8th, as you guys already heard during our commercial break, we're going to have our historic... 200th episode, which promises to be a great show. I've already got two guests lined up for that show. I've got a brand new guest ever to the show. One of my royal listeners, uh, Mr. Donovan Barger, is going to be on the show. He is an African cichlid holic, so he's going to talk to us about African cichlids and whatnot. He'll be on at 8.15 p.m. Eastern. And then we've got one of our very, very loyal guests. She's been on the show numerous times. We'll have Miss Lynn Matney at 9.20 p.m. Eastern on Saturday as well as and, our great topics. And, that we're and, 
And, Alex, I talked you into a recorded section on the the last uh, fifth of the show. The last half hour will be part of an archive a recorded session, which is going to be the wildest part of the show. I'm glad I talked to Alex and they're allowing us to do this. Well, we're going to be roasting Alex according to what we think he needs to be roasted on. And that's going to be fun. And uh, so... Uh, Always make sure you go back and listen to the archive file after that show comes out to get to that part of the show and listen in to there. Sounds great, and that's very true. So we've got those great guests. We've got great topics. We're going to have a blast from the past with our past callers. And as William just mentioned, in the archive file starting at 10 o'clock p.m. Eastern, William and I are going to roast each other and have fun. So you got to make sure you re-listen to the show to catch that. And the 200th uh, episode, the 200th episode party after show is what I'm going to call it. So make well, sure you guys tune in. Why don't you tell them how they can actually be in there for the archive part, for the recorded part. You know, like tell them to call in a little bit early before that to get on board so they can actually be a part of it. Yes, there is one way you can be a part of the 200th episode after party is by calling in maybe five or excuse me four or five minutes early you can also call in up to 9 59 p.m eastern at 9 59 p.m eastern my phone line to shut down and if you want to join in and uh, either roast me or william t you're gonna have to call in anywhere from 9 56 to 9 59 p.m eastern and then i will take your call starting at 10 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But after that, I won't be able to take any calls. But I, we would love some uh, caller interaction, right, William? Yeah, we would, sure. Yeah, I mean, if you want people to roast me too, which wasn't supposed to happen, but I'm, at, I'm ready for it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it'll be very fun. It'll be very entertaining for sure. So that takes place Saturday starting at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern. And my final show this week is going to have my co-host returning, one of my co-hosts returning, and that's going to be Slashmaster1989, Jeff T. He wants to do a tribute to two wrestlers who passed away this summer. First, we'll pay our respects to the legendary Dusty Rhodes, who passed away in June, and we'll, we'll pay our respects to the legendary Roddy Roddy Piper, who passed away last Friday. So this Sunday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. We're going to pay our respects to Dusty Rhodes and Roddy Piper. So make sure you guys check us out. And last but not least, I want you guys to check me out on Facebook, Alice Cardinelli. You could add me as a friend there. Message me about the shows. You can also check me out on YouTube, Alex's Adventures. I recently just hit 200 subs, and I'm really excited about that. And last but not least, you can email me at alicecardinelli93 at gmail.com if you want to be a guest on the show, if you have any questions or concerns about the show. Would you like to share your Facebook or your YouTube or anything else, William? I think everybody knows that my Facebook ch uh, name has been changed from Hannah Pro Discus to William Timothy Hannaford, which is the name that I've been uh, adopted to at age 12. I'm originally William Timothy Glennon Jr., but uh, I go by WTH now. And uh, you, uh, Facebook shut me down from using a fictitious name. Well, it's the real name of my business, but, but they call it a fictitious name. Anyways, but my YouTube channel is still Hannah Pro Discus with uh, a lot of the media, extra media that I'm going to be doing other than fish. 
Um, they're doing some live events. Some they're doing some podcasting, put some radio shows on there that I think are fishworthy and things like this. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you for being a great co-host tonight, sir. Okay. Thank you for allowing me to be here. You're welcome. And thank you to the listeners for tuning into this great show. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your evening. Thank you very much for tuning in to In Your Good Face night, Talk everybody. Show. Sponsored by Good night, everybody. Right May God bless you and yours. May do it for all eternity. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night. Are you ready for an awesome small milestone celebration? Oh, yes. Alex Gordon Lee has grown on Blog Talk Radio over the last two years. From the popular fish-keeping show Aquatic Wetline uh, Network to now the American Variety Network. We have done many shows. But live this Saturday, August 8th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. American Variety Network proudly celebrates their 200th episode. The crazy Italian American Alex C. and Cool Cat Willie T. will provide you with two hours of fun celebration. There will be special guests and some awesome topics. Oh, yes. Listeners are encouraged to drink booze as this is a bring your own booze celebration. Join us live Saturday, August 8th at 8 p.m. For our 200th episode, live at www.blogtalkradio.com slash American Network. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.